when it comes to websites, less is more. Less copy is more. Less bells and whistles is more um, because we want to guide them in it. We want to make this journey an easy process for them. Welcome to the Coffee with Courtney podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Marie, web designer and CEO of Courtney Marie & Co. After building a multiple six-figure design agency, I wanted to create a podcast to share everything I've learned and am still learning to help you grow your business. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts, share tips on branding, marketing, business, and so much more. So if you're ready to learn how to run a successful business and stand out online, grab your cup of coffee and let's dive in. Welcome back. Today, I want to share a few tips on how to make your website user-friendly. This is a huge one that I'm not sure is talked about enough. Um, Yes, copywriting is important. Design is very important, but also user experience. And I would say that user experience is even more important because if the user who goes to your website is having a hard time understanding what you do or finding where they need to go, you've lost them before they ev- they've they even read any copy. Um, so user experience is definitely important, and I'm going to give a few tips on how to make sure that it is user-friendly. Number one, and I'm going to start at the top, is your navigation menu. So you want to make sure that the rule of thumb I always use when we're designing websites, it should be eight or less, but I like to say even six or less. And by navigation menu, I simply mean just um, at the top of the website, you usually see links that say home, about, uh, one-on-one coaching, contact, stuff like that. It's just the navigation of the, think of it as the main pages of your website. This doesn't mean that you can't have, so if you have four pages in your navigation menu, those are the main, most important pages of your website. That doesn't mean that you can't have multiple other pages. They're just linked throughout your website. You're not going to put all the links at the top or even at the bottom for that matter. So you have a navigation menu. It's called a header menu. And then you have a footer menu at the bottom. Um, So right now we're going to talk about the header menu. And I always say six or less uh, because you want it to be simple, clean, and easy to read. If you have so much up there, like so many words, it's going to look claustrophobic, (laughs) all scrunched together, um, trying to squeeze it in. Now, certain ways that you can kind of get around this, let's say you were to do uh, home, about, services, contact. Now, within that services, maybe you do have multiple different services or programs. What you could do to lean out the navigation menu is to create a drop-down menu. Um, So when they click on services, then it drops down into more options from there. So you can still have it there, but you've cleaned it up to if they do want to click on services, now they can see the different options. In the footer menu, This is a little different. It's up to you what you want to put in here, but I always say a good rule of thumb is obviously you have your privacy 
link, uh, terms and conditions link that's that has to be in the footer. Um, but other things that you could put in the footer uh, that to clean up if you didn't want to put in the header would be a contact, maybe about resources, um, blog, stuff like that. If again, if you really didn't want to put it in the header, you could still have it in the footer. So my next tip is that you really want to guide the user through your website. And this usually starts on the homepage. So I'll give you an example. If your homepage is super messy, unclear, and almost to a sense like there's too much going on where I don't know where to look, you've probably lost them and we need to clean up a few things. So when it comes to websites, less is more. Less copy is more. Less bells and whistles is more um, because we want to guide them and we want to make this journey an easy process for them. So what this might look like is let's say your header above the fold, which simply means this is hard to describe when I'm not visually sharing, um, but above the fold simply means what do they see before they start scrolling? So this section usually includes who you are, what you do, and who you help. That's the most important piece of your website. I would also add a call to action in there where you want them to go. Like, let's work together. Let's get started or start here, so forth. This is a main important piece because this is the first thing that they see when they land on your website. So it needs to be clear what you do, who you help, what you offer, that sort of thing. Uh, So they can decide, oh, that's me. I'm going to keep scrolling. So after that, you might have a section that maybe shows a little bit about you or your company. Just a brief, again, less is more. A brief overview because what you could do from there is then if they want to read more, they can go to the about page. Again, your home page is just an overview of your brand, of your business. At the top, a little bit about you, and then you might put maybe a free offer where they can get started, right? You're warming them up a little bit. Um, This is going to be before you start offering the services. So what is one thing that you could offer for free? Is it a free call, a free PDF, a free webinar, whatever it may be, you usually want to collect their email address and opt in in exchange to give them something for free. You're building your email list. This is where you want them to go if they want to get started for free. From there then, you could now introduce different ways to work with you. And let's just keep it simple. Let's say you have three ways to work with you. Maybe it's one-on-one coaching, group program, and a passive course. Three options. So now you can introduce, hey, here's ways to work with me. And this section would just simply include a little bit about your one-on-one coaching a little bit about your second offer and a little bit informa- a little bit of information about your third offer. Again, brief overview because what happens, let's say they read that, then you include a call to action for each of those that then leads to its own uh, sales page, landing page, whatever it may be. Um, and so if they want to learn more, 
you can then send them to its own landing page. And by landing page, this kind of gets you know messed up in this space, but um, web page, landing page, it's the same thing. People just call it a sales page or an opt-in page because that's what they're using it for. So they're all called a landing page. Some people will say they mean different things, but I like to keep things simple. Let's not worry about it. It's a landing page. Let's move on. Uh, So you have ways to work with you. So then let's say you want another section after that. I would just simply recommend maybe a contact section, or maybe you have your Instagram feed at the bottom, uh, ways that they can continue the conversation uh, on Instagram or through contacting you through a form, uh, whatever it may be. You don't have to have it since you have a contact page, but it is an option. So after we have that framework set up, we've now gone through and we've guided them through the page. Hey, Here's who I am, what I do, who I help. Here's a little bit more about me. Here's somewhere where you, here's something you can get started for free. No investment on your part, something for free, a gift from me to you. If you want to work together, here are different ways to work with me. If you want to get in touch with me, please leave your information below. Now they have all these options and it's super easy for them to choose where they need to go. Are they just getting started for free? Are they interested in one-on-one coaching? Great, go here. Are they interested in group programs? Go here. You're telling them through the framework of each page where you want them to go. The next one is very basic but also very important and that is making sure that your website loads very fast. I said very three times, Uh, but it is important. You want to make sure that it loads within three seconds or less. That will probably change to one second in the future. It just keeps getting lower. I think at one point it was like four to six seconds. Now it's three seconds. Um, But just think of it. When you're on a website, a lot of these things, you can analyze your own behavior when you go to websites What are the things that you like? What are the things that you don't like? And you can apply that to your own. Um, But let's say you've gone to a website and it takes like six seconds to load or five. Let's say five, but it's the longest five seconds ever. And it's something that you really wanted to find out more information, but you've lost your attention because it just took too long to load. And you're like, oh, let me get back to it later which later never really happens because then you forget about it um, and you've just lost that person's attention. Things that could slow down the loading time is usually like pictures, videos, long form pages. Like if you have a lot on one page, that can slow things down. So you just got to test what works and just knowing that as you're building it or as you know, your web designer will know this, but if you're doing it on your own, just know, hey, I should test to see how fast this is actually loading. The next one, again, basic but necessary is mobile responsiveness. And Simply what I mean by this is whatever is designed on desktop needs to be designed for mobile too. A lot of platforms are set up where it may convert to mobile, but you still have to go through and tweak it to make sure you format it for mobile. And things to look for is just making sure that, you know, everything's in the right order. 
Nothing is cut off. The text is easy to read. And again, making sure that it loads fast. Images are the right size that you want them to be. Um, Just making sure that it's formatted the way that you want it to be for mobile. Okay, I think we're on number five maybe, Uh, but this next one is also really important is you want to make sure that your website and mobile is easy to read. And so a few things to make sure that this does happen, if you're using a cursive font, these can be really tricky and you wanna make sure that it's readable. And if you are using a cursive font, I always recommend, you know, when I design a website and if we're using cursive, or handwritten font, or script font, whatever it may be, I try to use it as an accent. So what this would look like is maybe I use it on words that, one, maybe have one to three words in it, like a phrase or something. Um, nothing longer than that, because then it's it's too hard to read. It takes too much energy and focus for the user to stop pause and have to figure it out. Um, And then another one is maybe I use it on words that aren't as necessary, but maybe just uh, an accent. So if someone were to skip over it, they're not going to miss anything. Example would be, let's say an about section. I would just maybe use a script or the uh, cursive font for the about and then have your name in a easy readable font. So yes, obviously this is an about section, but if you wanna make it pretty, have an accent, you could put the about in the cursive font. So that's an example, I hope you can see that visually. Um, Other examples would be making sure that your headings are big enough to stand out, they're short enough to read, it shouldn't be a sentence, um, unless it's like a, a separate section with a quote, but that's different. Um, and then also making sure that it's maybe centered. That's the easiest way to read headlines. It guides the viewer down the page. Um, and maybe it's bolded to stand out. Other ones would be, hey, making sure that your text, like the body font, body copy is left aligned versus center. Center text alignment is very hard to read unless it's, again, short sentences, maybe like bullet points that you could make bigger and stand out. If it's a short paragraph, left align it because it's much easier for them to read. And the last two are small little details but make a big difference, is having easy, clear, call to action buttons. And you wanna make sure that these call to action buttons are placed appropriately in the right places. Like for example, if you have a page with only one call to action button at the top and they're scrolling and there's not another button for them to click on, you definitely want to have multiple buttons. So as they're scrolling, they can keep clicking that button. Again, you're guiding them through the journey. You don't want them to have to scroll back up and find that one button, the only one on the page, and if they can't find it, they're annoyed and you lose them. Another one to go with that would be making sure the call to action button is clear. Click here for more information. Get started today. Sign up here. 
cut the fluff and really make it specific what you want the next step to be. Short things that maybe have a little fluff, you could say like, I'm in, or I want this now, or give my free guide to me, something like that. But you want to keep it short and to the point. Last one is making sure all of your links work. So once you have your website up, going back through and just testing all of the links. This is very tedious. It is not the fun part, but it's very necessary because if you have someone that clicks on a link that is broken and you're not sending them anywhere from your 404 page, which is also another tip, um, send them somewhere from there. If they happen to land on that page, send them to the home, send them to Instagram, whatever it may be. Um, But if you don't, and they really wanted that information, you've probably lost them because the link is broken and you don't want that. That's the last thing. It's very minor, but go through, check your links or have someone else go through and test the links for you. At the end of the day, there's a lot that goes into web design, but those seven tips that I gave you are probably the most important ones. Um, Again, just to have your website be more user-friendly, which also in turn helps you get more conversions. So let me know what you thought. Otherwise, I will catch you next week. As always, thanks for listening. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to subscribe or leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or on Instagram to help support the show. If you want additional resources to help you grow your business, you can find them on my website at CourtneyMarieCo.com or below in the show notes.